This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Okay, boys and girls, let's count the PlayStation way. Ready? One, two, three, four, five. five. Very okay. good. Yeah, yeah. Now let's count the Xbox way. Xbox 360, wow. one, two. one S, one X, Series S, Series X. Great. Now let's count the what? Nintendo way. Nintendo, six Super, 64, GameCube, Wii, Wii U, oh, Switch. Oh. Wonderful. We can all see which of these ways is superior. Can't we, boys and girls? Yes, we can. Don't forget to tell your parents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. Why aren't there letters? Welcome to Bakersfield. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show. Thanks for just thank you. Great. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? We are talking about video games. Yeah. Video games. Yes. The, uh, we were doing a category show uh-huh. of video games. Last time we did this was back in 2015. On episode 17, Here's your podcast is in another so castle. so funny. Briggs wasn't even born yet. <laughs> that was BB. We felt like we were so definitive in that episode. We, we covered everything. Yeah. Except we, had for like, what, we had like 30 categories. What did we cover? We covered everything from uh, like Atari to just before PlayStation. <laughs> and then the world ended, apparently. <laughs> yes. Okay. So why are we talking about it this time? Well, because we had a request from a patron. Pull back the curtain. <laughs> there it is. It's... Br- <laughs> <laughs> that is now the sound of pulling back the curtain. <laughs> it's Brian Madsen. Hey, Brian. How's hey. it going? Brian, it's, it's been a while good. since you've been on here. How are you doing? Doing well. Yeah, we had you back on our uh, uh, horror pitch show. Yeah. I believe that was the Pumpkin Spices live show, wasn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, I remember that one. You've been a wonderful supporter of Bacon Cell, you and your wife, Haley. Hey, Haley. Uh, She's here as well in the background. Our favorite couple of the Madsons. Our indeed. favorite couple of the Madsons. Why did you decide you wanted to talk modern video games from PlayStation and beyond? It's been missing, specifically Xbox, but just anything modern. What's, what's an Xbox? We've never really talked about it on the Xbox yeah. 360, one, one what? S, one X, Series S, Series X. And you and I have talked behind the scenes a little right. bit how we never bring up Xbox. In fact, we've talked a lot about PlayStation, PlayStation's history itself. And Xbox has never come up because I don't think the three of us ever really played. Well, there was a there was a branch off where you had to decide if you were going to go the PlayStation route, the Nintendo route, or the Xbox. So the route. console wars are alive within us. Yes. It's basically, do you want your games to be good? Do you want them to be fun, or do you want to tell everybody that your game is better? <laughs> I'll let you decide which is which. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, but which which consoles do you own, Brian? Oh, I own Super Nintendo, PS2, PS4, Xbox 360, an original Xbox, an Xbox One, Series S, and Series X. Are these okay. all are these Whoa. all plugged into the TV? Uh, no. Okay. No, so I, we don't have the space for that right now. I sure. did hear a PlayStation in there, but it was the PS2. And but the PS4. You, it, and, oh, yeah, I did have a PS4. But you have like seven Xboxes. So is Xbox your preferred console? Yeah, that's... Since 360, up. I mean, before that, I had the PS2, and that was what I mean. But so, what makes I was gonna just out of curiosity. I'm I'm not like Kent here. I'm not playing favorites. What makes the Xbox your preferred console? Like, what is it about it? That's what all my friends played. Well, <laughs> that that is truthfully the answer. Like, right. It well, was always based on what your friends were playing. Back in the day, I I personally believe that Xbox had 
more online elements where you could right. play with your friends. For sure. Xbox not- Live changed everything. Well, yeah. Let's go through the history books really quick. Ooh. Uh, because the PS2 is the highest selling console of all time. Everyone owned one. Everyone. Or we had like four because they kept breaking. Yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> yeah, right. We got two. And then the Xbox was out. But then the PS3 and the Xbox 360 era happened. And the PS3 was the first one to introduce the Blu ray player. Mm-hmm. So it was $500. Yeah. Yep. No one could afford one. And everyone's like, hey, that 360 is looking pretty good. And the games on it were incredible. And so it just took off and was number one for a while until kind of like how Super Nintendo finally did from the Genesis, the PS3 finally came back around yeah. and then really sold it around PS4 era. Mm-hmm. But ev- most people owned a 360. Yeah. And we never really talked about it. No, it's, it's one of those blind spots, kind of like, I wouldn't say blind spots, but maybe uh, glaucoma spots. <laughs> uh, it's a little spotty. It's a little, spotty. Yeah, a little bit. Sure. A little, little hazy, uh, like with Nintendo, where we just kind of didn't play that as much. But sure. Ken, I know you're, you're like, you know, firmly rooted I'm in PlayStation. I'm a firmly Sony guy. I have yeah. owned an Xbox One and Nintendo consoles. You do have a Switch, though, right? I do. Yeah. And Zach, you also... I, uh, I play, you know, as far as the Xbox versus PlayStation side, I have traditionally been PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I've owned uh, all, those, all the consoles up till this point, where I do not have a PS5, and instead I have a Xbox Series S. You, you did jump to Xbox. You have Game Pass. Because of Game Pass. Yeah. I don't think I've made the Switch. Nintendo <laughs> Switch? <laughs> I haven't made the jump over to Xbox. Mm-hmm. However, uh, there there is a, a very unique value proposition in Xbox today with the you know the, the more affordable console and their subscription service. So, Zach, what does it feel like to sell out? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a PS5 when they get smaller. But I, I also have a Switch that I totally forgot yeah. about. Oh, uh, we all it. do. I think I that, so. I think you, you pick, we. generally you pick either the PlayStation or the Xbox, and then you get the Switch. You know, you, well, you have the, the Nintendo. So I, I am a Nintendo guy as well. I mean, up until recently, because the console wars have been flaming back up, but for two generations of consoles, the same games were on them. Yeah, truthfully, yeah, there weren't a it lot of. It didn't matter what you got. Sony likes to boast about their exclusives, but there weren't a ton. Not enough to say. I need both. If you have one, you're generally okay. But now it's getting back to the point where they're just keeping exclusives. Well, and that's going to get even more exclusives for Xbox because mm-hmm. things are looking like they're they've going bought through everything. with Activision. Yes. So it is crazy. And then Nintendo just does whatever they want sure. and they own all their games and they don't share. <laughs> yeah. 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 I did own an Xbox 360 briefly. Yeah. I don't remember any of the games I played on it. I think mm. I played some Xbox Live arcade games. Those were kind of fun. Well, speaking of games... Let's do it. We have a series of categories here that we'll be going through. Each one, we're going to pick a specific game and talk about it, and it should be fun. And hopefully, you can play along at home and enjoy this if you're a video game player. And if not, this may tell you a reason to get a console, or two, or three, or four. And if you're in any of Jake's college classes, welcome. (laughs) That's true. Jacob has recommended people listen to episode 17. So so your podcast is in another castle. Six years. I listened to the episode. It's not great. Right, I it's mean, it's, cr- it's fun, but it, the quality is just a little. Well, there's empty. no way that the, kids, the quality has glaucoma. There's no way that kids in college now knew half of the games we were talking about right. that episode. We had a good time with it, but he taught quote unquote a class and kept referring them to the uh, episode. Now it's one of our uh, highest rated lessons. Yeah, so here <laughs> it's we the go. This thing. Are we allowed to have any old games? Do I have to have new oh, games? Oh yeah. Well, Zach, you were not there with us. No. You talk about whatever you want. Yay. There are no restrictions on you, Zach. I love it. Okay, take it easy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our first category is the game that made the console worth owning. And I really hope we have four different answers here because there's lots of consoles. Joel, what do you have? I'm happy to start this off because this is one of my all-time favorite games. Mm -hmm. But I just want to bring attention. It's Pong, isn't it? To uh, such an old when Kent and I first started working together. Oh no, 2012. It's, it's Tetris. 
And he showed up one day for Halloween wearing a costume. Oh, yeah. And that's when I knew that he and I were going to be friends. Because he was Princess Peach. And no. Hey, no. I, I worked there for like four months before Halloween. You waited four months to consider. Mm, it's all well, makes sense. We're still in podcast acquaintances. But he dressed as Nathan Drake. And I yes, went, okay, this guy's got, he's, he's kind of cool because I love the Uncharted series. Uh-huh. Okay. I am, I am cheating a little bit in this one because I'm saying the series. But the Uncharted series is exclusively totally on PlayStation. Okay. Yeah. I would say specifically, though, this would be the PS3. It is PS3. Yeah, it started out well, with the PS3. Uh, it was on the Vita. It was on the 4. The, it's available on Android, iOS. It's going to be available on PS5, and it's not available on Now, Windows did you too. discover it with the first one, Drake's Fortune, or the second one? I started from the beginning playing the first one. Oh, you did? One. Yes. Not many people I, did. I only ever heard about it from the second one. Yeah, because yeah. the second one caught fire, and then everyone it was like, oh, this is, this is a movie, but, but a yes. game. You know? I did not, when, when it came out, I did not play it. It wasn't until a few years after. So mm. like, I got the PlayStation. This was there with it, and I went, what is this game? I turned it on, and I was like... Hello, graphics. <laughs> like there was because a your experience of gaming was what before then? Um, it was basically the N64. Oh, stop it. <laughs> no, I, 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 no, I had a PlayStation One and everything. Sure, but but this was one where I remember there was a part where uh, there's a, a sunken uh, submarine mm-hmm. kind of a thing, and then you crawl up on this cliff and you get up to the top, and it's this beautiful sunset over a jungle. Totally. And I literally stopped playing and just kind of looked around, like, wow, like it was a real thing. Yeah. As I play, Nathan Drake does a lot of climbing. Most mm. of the game is climbing. But <laughs> or shooting and, weird and, zombies. And shooting so yeah. many yeah. Oh, I should, I should get the mummies or something. I have a description you know? here. Nathan Drake and a group of treasure hunters travel across the world to uncover various historical mysteries. And this is an action-adventure game. It's a third-person kind of thing where you can see who you're playing with. A lot of shooting, a lot of climbing, mm-hmm. but also a lot of puzzles. And that's one thing I liked about it. It wasn't just, you know, killing a bunch of bad guys. You get into a room and you're like, how do I open this door? And you have right. to, like, flip this switch, move this thing over. But I just had so much fun playing it. And, and as I was climbing, there are parts when my palms would literally start sweating as I got up higher and higher on this oh, cliff. Oh, I get it. Because it felt so realistic. Mom's getting... What? <laughs> Palm sweating. Oh, I can't get <laughs> I can't. I cannot. Uh, also, there's some... In this game, is an adventure game akin to Indiana Jones... Uh, where, a Tomb Raider with better gameplay, I yes. would say. Yeah, right. Uh, but also and there are graphics. some there are some horror elements to it as well. Where mm-hmm. there's parts where I jumped out of my skin because something happened. Because there always some, at the end there's some sort of supernatural element. Right. Yeah. It gets you a little creepy. Uh, this has shipped over 41 million u- units. It is one of the best selling video game franchises, and it was the reason. Honestly, what happened was I kind of borrowed. It was a I think it was an Xbox, and it was a PlayStation, mm-hmm. and I had games for both, and okay. I was playing on both. And this was one where I went, I want to go the PlayStation route. Yeah. This is beautiful. This is fun. I enjoy it. Great pick. So, it's a, it is a great pick. I yeah, have... There's, uh, oh, how many games are there? Four game, four main games, I think. Yep, and a side game. And then a movie. Lost the <laughs> oh, yeah, basically, right? <laughs> I have Uncharted 4, but I've never played it. It came with my oh, PS4. It's, it's a masterpiece. It's okay. a lot of fun. Can I play it without playing the other, the first three? Yes, although mm. th- there's some You're story. robbing yourself of, of some stuff, especially in two play and three. Play two and four. Okay. No, I, I say play the whole thing because from at the beginning you get the mechanics, you get the base of the story, and it builds. It's one of those where if you jump into four, a character will walk in, and you'll be okay. like, "Watch, oh, watch that? a movie style summary on YouTube." Okay. It is a story send off. It's like jumping into Goblet of Fire without having read Sorcerer's Stone. Why'd you jump into Goblet of Fire? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've probably t- I, I definitely have told this on Bacon Cell before, but uh, I I want to like Uncharted so much. But uh, so I, I went to GameStop mm-hmm. back when those existed, apparently, right. and I got them uh, all the three of the first you know trilogy mm-hmm. uh, used on PlayStation Three, mm-hmm. and I, I put them in. And the person I was with at the time made fun of me for how bad I was, and so I immediately 
went to GameStop, sold the games back to them, and uh, I'm divorced. So, yeah, so I you, don't, wow. uh, you took back the person. That's I, good. I got rid of the person, and I got rid of the games, and I, I just I have a lot don't, of baggage with Uncharted. And don't I don't hate know the Drake. I, don't hate the Drake. Should I get back into them? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Are, they, are they still worth it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. I, you know what? I'm willing to try it, because my best friend, Joel Hilton, likes them. Aww. <laughs> Kent, what do you got? I'm a best friend. Brian, you want to be best friends on this show? <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. We bring on guests so Kent does friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for doing that for me so much lately. So the game I've chosen is called Zelda Breath of the Wild. Okay. Oh, this made the console I, worth owning? I'm shocked. Yeah, so uh, this was originally released on the Wii U. And the Wii U apparently has good games. I never owned one, Wii nor Wii did Wii anyone Wii else. Oh, well, I kind of originally released on the Wii U. Yeah, because it was the same time that the Switch was out. It was released with the Switch, yes. but... Made for the Wii U. It made for the Wii U. And then the Switch was so hard to get yeah. that people were literally buying their copy of Breath of the Wild before they had the console. Yes. Oh, wow. Just to have it. Yeah. At one point, this game had outsold the console it was made for. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. That and, crazy. and it's, I'm glad you brought that up. This is the highest selling Zelda game and one of the best selling games of all time with 31 million copies sold. Yes. This game it. has done so well. Joel, I almost urge you not to because when I started this one, it was mid pandemic and I was like, I have so much time to kill. Mm-hmm. This I spent 105 hours on this game. Whoa. And I did really well. I think I almost platinumed the game. How many hours do you spend dating during that time? (laughs) Four. (laughs) I watch a few movies. This one was released 2017. And yes, it was made for the Wii U console. And so it kind of looks like that. But at the same time, it's still a really beautiful game. It, it does the Nintendo thing where the graphics aren't technically spectacular, right. but the art style's so good. It's a, I've always thought of Nintendo more of as an animated movie yeah. rather than right. trying to be realistic. Right. So, so hear me out. The story's really going to blow you away. <laughs> An amnesiac Link sets out to save Princess Zelda and prevent Calamity Ganon from destroying the world. Really deep story. That not that like all of them? Like, uh-huh. You know how like Mission Impossible share stories? Oh, yeah, yeah. Zelda. Link is disavowed. Yeah. But, <laughs> but this is the first truly open world Zelda game, and it shows, and it's really fun to play like that. You have to get better gear to explore new areas, and it encourages you to explore. It when, is kind of annoying because your weapons break all the time, but that's part of the gameplay. When you guys do open world games, yeah. I mean, and if uh, listener, an open world game means you don't have a defined path of where to go. Mm-hmm. You can just explore. Right. Do you guys just explore, or do you like point A to point B, I need to finish this game? I do a little of both. I'm currently playing an open world game, and essentially I was like, I'm going to go through the story. Generally in open world games, there's something, you know, you, you've got to go back for, or, you know, you need to get better or unlock something or an ability or whatever, and go back and do it. Or, you know, you just need to know more about the game. And so I'll go through until I feel some sort of power, like I'm kind of powerful in the game. And then I'm like, no, well, I can accomplish these side tasks. I can, I, I'm not uh, under leveled or whatever it is. Oh. So I'll generally go through story for maybe a third mm-hmm. and then I'm super sidetracked and it takes I, forever. I'm the same way. In fact, there is a volcano in this game that I try to climb up pretty early in the game and I didn't have enough hearts. I didn't have the gear for it. Oh, no. But I just wanted to find the secrets before I needed to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of how I play yeah, it. If I, I'd like to be a little bit powerful. Yeah. <laughs> in life. Brian, what do you have? What game what I have for the console is for PS4. It is the only reason I own a PS4. I'm shocked. And is going to be the only reason I'm going to own a PS5. For the sequel, and it's Spider-Man PS4. Oh, what a good choice! Such a good game. Such a good game. What have you got against PS4? But anyways, go on with Spider-Man. It's it's great. So that's all you need to say. Yeah, it's (laughs) all you say. All right, it was the first game that I 100 percented when I bought it in 2019. Mm -hmm. And then when you have to 100, that means you have to find all the secret little pictures too. Pictures forever. Backpacks. I did all of it and all the DLC. I did downloadable content for yes, the DLC. And I did not do that for the Miles Morales one, but 
it was still okay. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as good as the original, the right. first one. That's it another one where I, I just perched on top of a building and just looked around for a while. I'm like, man, the graphics are great. Yeah, wow. Swinging around the city is mm -hmm. the best. It's I tried so to find the New York Temple. No need to fast there. travel at all. Yeah. Nope. It is. And it was great because Haley had no experience with it. And so when we got to COVID, we just I played through it and Miles Morales mm -hmm. and she just watched and it was great because it's yeah. a long movie for her and I loved it. Because there's a story to it. Too. I still say that Spider-Man PS4 is my favorite Spider-Man movie. I like the story. Yeah. I like the characters. And uh, it there, there actually is a category later on that I really considered this game because it, it made me emotional and, yeah. mm -hmm. and feel things. And in, in right. ways that I felt are better than more recent Spider-Man movies. So right. this is a wonderful choice. And so much so that I, I actually completely agree. And I said that I would not buy a PS5 until Spider-Man 2 came out. Oh, and, and it's and looking now great, my, by the way. Money is where my mouth is, but I'm, I am I was right. Like, yeah. I'm going to buy a PS5 because of Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I'm going to wait until it comes out, but I'm definitely yeah. going to do that. Well, I'm not going to go long on mine. I don't got a lot to say, but I'm shocked that nobody picked Halo. As oh. a PlayStation guy. What? You're not a PlayStation. Oh, oh, I think I'm an Xbox guy. Zach, yeah. As you're a PlayStation 100% guy, right. I was. That was the only game. Yes. I was ever envious of. That's mm -hmm. not my choice, but I guess it should be um, because it's Halo. But we can only choose. Have you heard about one Halo Fusion 2. Frenzy or Brute Squad? Who Boom. cares about those? <laughs> Halo Three was the reason to get the Xbox 360. Halo yeah. Two is the reason to get the Xbox. It. it it's Halo. It's However, the reason. I picked Wii Sports. <laughs> Wait, we smart <laughs> got after us, and then you didn't even pick it because I figured at least Brian would. <laughs> so, so really, my answer is Halo. But I put Wii Sports because it's Wii Sports, man. Yeah, you could literally buy a console that came with arguably the best game for that console. Mm -hmm. Like they, they tailor made that game so people, it's like a it's like a sampler platter it, of what the platform can do. It's it's a product demo of what the well, Wii can do. To the point was it Wii Play was the second version of that came out yep. with a controller and it's one of the highest selling games of all time yeah. because they sold a controller with it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then there was Wii Sports Resort. They right. I believe they actually refer to it as the Wii franchise. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Wii Fitness came out in 2006. It was launched with the Wii, mm -hmm. but they credit it with 82 Almost eighty-three million sales, what? and it's but big. it's tricky, yeah. right? Because you know it, it made the console worth owning, and it came with the console, mm -hmm. right? So you could put it in nursing homes, and it was fine. Everyone's grandma had a Wii, yep. and all they needed was the pack-in game. Mm -hmm. That's so why this they wear was, diapers, by the way. <laughs> this was whatever you know, three hundred dollars for. <laughs> Playing bowling, tennis, tennis, bowling, bowling tennis, golf, yep. baseball, yep. boxing. You got to be careful when you throw that bowling ball backwards. Yeah, <laughs> everyone oh. jumps. <laughs> I, I got really good at throwing it along the edge and like you unlock a little secret. Oh, take I it mean, easy. I got. I was pretty good at okay. this game. I played it a lot. I'm disappointed that you didn't pick Halo, and I also didn't. I picked Wii Sports. Next, we have the best game with the worst graphics. I struggled the most on this one because you can go indie or you can go old, right? Or because I don't know if there's like a lot of AAA games. Is that, that like your bumper sticker? You can indie. go indie or you can go old. <laughs> Ladies. Well, so I mean, I don't have yeah. a lot to say, so I'm, I'm going to skip ahead of you real quick. Yeah. We'll just skip me when it becomes my turn. But I literally just picked anything that came out in 3D on the PlayStation 1 or the Nintendo 64. Okay. Because there's amazing games here. We're talking mm -hmm. Mario 64, uh, Metal Gear Solid. Because the polygons were so the, thick. You, they're just the gameplay of the Super Nintendo. And the graphics of the Super Nintendo still yeah. are great today. Yeah. Uh, even the original Nintendo. And then to some extent, the PlayStation 2 and 3. But, but it's that PlayStation 1. Polygons. Nintendo 64 yep. is like, oh, Mario 64 is amazing, but it's hard to play. Yep. So what did you go with, Ken? So I went with uh, Katamari Damacy. What is Katamari that? Damacy. So it was released on PlayStation you 2 and curse in Italian? Yes, I sure did. It's, it's the giant ball of garbage. Your little space prince wearing green. Yes, Sam. But what, what is this game about? And you push a ball trying to collect 
uh, staplers and cats and shrubbery and people and buildings no, and what that's you do. Booger Man. <laughs> <laughs> and it really is like this fever dream where everything is very blocky. Everything is just uh, primary colors, essentially. And you're trying to make stars and constellations. And you're pushing progressively bigger things and collecting them in a very like magnetic or adhesive ball. The more you collect, the bigger the ball gets. And you can run over things and collect people and everything else like that, too. It is a weird, trippy game, but it's so much fun. Great for kids as well. And the graphics purposely are very Sega Genesis-like. What is the name of it again? Uh, Katamari Damacy. And it's K-A-T-A-M-A-R-I. D-A-M-A-C-Y. And there's been a few different versions of this through uh, repeating consoles, and the graphics never get better because it's a charm to it. Purposely bad graphics, but the gameplay is so much fun. What the heck is this game? You need to play it. You might be able to find it for free at this point. There is actually a version on your phone as well. Huh. All right, Brian, what do you have? I went with something that was nostalgic for me. Nostalgic. It came out when I was five years old in 2001 <laughs> okay. uh, on PS1. It's the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, <laughs> man. All I can see is Hagrid's face. Oh, I know. It's <laughs> my word. I played this. Flipendo. I played this game so much. I just had it resurfaced today so that I can play it again. Get all the beans. Yes. You search for the Bertie Bot's beans. Uh, you fight Draco with firecrackers that are called wizard crackers. Because uh, <laughs> wizards don't have fire in their world. No. <laughs> it's just a platformer where you go about just finding items for other people like Neville's Remember All and Raymond's Kitten and you just end up in situations. Was this game any fun? I I had a lot of fun. I played it a lot. Uh huh. This I mean it's a essentially a third person platforming shooter. It's it's so weird. But I think the Harry Potter hype was huge when it came out. So it did well because of the movie. And it does have a certain charm to it. But even then, even for the PlayStation, it's an ugly game. It is so ugly. It is an <laughs> ugly game. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I just looked up pictures. Yes. Did you yes. look up Hagrid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At this point, like this, you know, pictures in this style should just be our episode art. Because yeah. I mean, this what is, is it's, wrong with him. It's amazing. <laughs> you can't say that. This I can't. Oh, Snape. <laughs> One time, too. So the main spell that you cast in the game is Flipendo. Okay. Which is funny because I don't remember that from any other no. media. Can I guess what that does? What? Because I haven't played this game. Yeah. Does that flip people over? No, it just shoots. It what? might as well just be bullet. <laughs> it's really weird. That's my favorite spell. But, but uh, I, for some reason... I don't know if I was watching a YouTube video of it or my game accidentally switched, mm-hmm. but if you switch languages, it becomes like, flipendo, flipendo. <laughs> oh, I and have like, played what this. The heck? You have? No, this is Where you have to draw the, the symbol to do the spell. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you have the flying sections that I could never get through no, where you not. have to fly through all the rings oh, in a certain amount of time. There's Hagrid's face again. <laughs> He's going to be into your nightmares now. I have, That's a great I, pick. I have probably sunk. <laughs> 100 hours in this game. <laughs> it's probably a 13-hour game, Probably. Too. You know, back in the day, you yeah. just, you'd make do. I looked up videos on YouTube, and they're typically the entire game about three, four hours. Oh, wow. Jeez. People are playing oh, it. Exactly. it so long. All right, Joel, what Joel? do you have for bad graphics but great game? Nuclear launch detected. Oh. I chose StarCraft. Okay. Because I play this you game so much. I love this game. I love StarCraft. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've been very fortunate enough to marry a woman who also enjoys playing StarCraft so we can play with each other. And it's just fun to play together and defeat the evil Zerg. Um, it's an epic so love story right there. StarCraft is one of those Toy games. Story 2? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> Z-U-R-G. This is Z-E-R-G. Oh, okay. Uh, no, StarCraft is one of those games. It's, it's like you're looking down from heaven. You know, you're looking down on this game and you have to build 
defenses. Mm-hmm. You're building up defenses and armies to then go attack other people. And uh, I can read this thing here. It says, set in a future timeline in the 21st century. Uh, <laughs> the you game tried. revolves around three intelligent species fighting for dominance. The Terrans, the Protoss, and the Zerg. And so each one of these races, the Terrans, Protoss, and Zerg, have strengths and weaknesses. And the best part is they're not just the same thing with different skins. Okay. They have different abilities. You have to work them a different way and, and try to defeat people a different way. But they're all equal. Like, no, none here is the favorite. And I'll play with people and they're like, oh, I only play with Protoss. And, I'm, and other people are like, I'm Terran all the time or I'm Zerg all the time. you got to watch out for those guys. <laughs> but uh, this is a Blizzard Entertainment game and it is so much fun and so entertaining. Do your eyes have to adjust if you were to play it now? Because uh, back then, the graphics probably weren't awful, right? Or were well, they even at the time? The problem with the graphics is, is you can't see much because it's so small and sure. tiny. And you click on it, you get the little window of, oh, that's what it looks like. You kind of know what the a shape of a building looks like well, I mean, from you, the you shape. You see it, but it's, it, it's not bad, but it's not it's not great. Okay. Like, especially now I go back and look at it. They, they did release Star Wars Two Wings of Liberty with a little better graphics. I'm not mm-hmm. a big fan of it. And they did remaster the original StarCraft. Now you can find this one on the PC. This is where you mostly play this one here, but was available on the N64 as well. Okay. But if you have a chance to play StarCraft, it's a great strategy game, and it's just it's real-time strategy, and it's just fun to play, and I really enjoy it. Some people enjoy it so much. Uh, my brother and his friend went to a tournament, tournament of StarCraft uh, at Weber State University, I believe it was, and they're all playing, and they're watching everyone play, and they got out pretty quick, but as they were like kind of watching these people go by, this one guy walked up to someone else who was playing and tapped him on the shoulder, like, hey, congratulations, man. He's like, hey, thanks. And they're like, well, he, the tournament's still going. Why is he congratulating him? And he says, oh, he got married today. The guy was literally there the night he no, got married n- playing no, StarCraft. No, no. <laughs> Don't do that, guys. Oh. But it's too a funny Was game. that person you? No. <laughs> I am not good enough for tournament level. So, yeah, there you go. StarCraft. Okay, great pick. Next up, we have our best long-running series. Brian, start us off. So I was going to go with Doom. I don't have as much experience with Doom, so I chose one. It's not as old, okay. But For the it's record, one that I have. Doom's a good choice, but yeah, it's a very good choice. It's one that I have a lot of fun with, and it's Sniper Elite. Okay, uh, the first one about this. I've never played Sniper Elite. The what is this on? One, it is on. Should be on PlayStation and Xbox. Okay. First one came out in 2005. Oh, okay. Kind of like a Call of Duty look to it. Yeah, and so it's all all set in World War II. Each game is a different section of the war. I guess theater of the war. So oh, sure. Three is in Africa. Mm-hmm. Four is in Italy, and five, which is the most recent one, was in France. Mm-hmm. And it all follows Carl Fairborn, and he's an American sniper. And you go, and the plot of each one is very generic. It's oh, the Germans have this bomb. We need to stop them from launching it. And, okay. But the gameplay is semi-open world. You have 10 levels, but they're massive, massive levels, and you can go about them however you want. There are side objectives you can do. Mm-hmm. The thing that really makes this stand out is it has bullet time and x-ray kills. Mm-hmm. So when you shoot them, it'll show slow motion the bullet, and it'll show the the all the it's like, Mortal organs. Com- it's like Mortal Kombat Yeah, kind of like yeah. the fatalities. Anywhere yeah. on the body, it'll show the organs and the skeletal and everything, all the damage that the bullet does. Mm. It's like exactly. World's that's, Nintendo. That's what happens in That's what right. Nintendo yeah. is missing, you know? <laughs> yeah. You put the blood coat on, you're fine. Yeah. Right. I, I was playing, when 4 came out, I was in college and I had a roommate who was pre-med and he just loved watching me because he <laughs> loved how accurate the anatomy was wow. on all of these shots. Wow. Each game has a... DLC, downloadable content mission, mm-hmm. where in every game 
you go and can kill Hitler in all the different <laughs> amazing, <laughs> just all these creative ways. And there are wow. tons of ways where you can sneak in and kill him and get out. <laughs> now, is this, uh, I, I've been feeling to ask this, is this one that you play one player or do you play with other people? Or? You can play it with two people. But it's and not an online game. It is. You you can play it online and there are multiplayer matches where you can play I against I don't against know if you're people. sniping each other or something like that. You can, but it's not that great. Okay. But there's another mode where you just got waves of enemies coming at you but really it is all the campaign is where all the charm is and you can play it with two people kind of strategize go at different directions and try to complete your objective as quietly as possible kind of nice so it's all about so it it is yeah i was gonna say stealth is key here yes because you can die very quickly if you get found it's it's not an easy game you have to be stealthy my long-running series there's a lot of good choices here obviously mario Zelda. Sure. Specifically Mario Kart. I mean, come on. Mario Kart's great. Mario Kart, I mean, we're arguably at the best version, and it's the eighth, technically ninth one. But uh, mine is, I'm going to go close to my heart, keeping with the car theme, and it is Gran Turismo. Oh. I love the Gran Turismo franchise. For me, this is a system seller for the PlayStation 1. Yeah, I was going to say the PlayStation game. Yes, this is a PlayStation exclusive game. It released, uh, the first version was 1997, um, running all the way up until Gran Turismo 7, which released in 2022. This, This is the sort of nerdy and grindy car game. It's called the real driving simulator because they they model the the handling characteristics and acceleration and whatnot of the cars after their real life counterpart and there is a certain amount of, of realism there yeah is it like when you actually crash it shows the inside of the car and shows the anatomy of what's being crushed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> funny enough they didn't add uh, car damage until much 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 later in the franchise and it's not very good that is uh, an area that they've decided to struggle in the big draw for this especially in the PlayStation 2 era was that it was graphically superior to anything you'd it seen beautiful I mean, it, even car. looking looking back, uh, the PlayStation 2, uh, Gran Turismo 4, you're like, that still looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. PlayStation 3, you're like, no, that looks really good. And then, uh, you know, from the 4 and on, you're like, this is insane. But it's, like you, I said, it's a little grindy, but I like that grind. Do, which angle? Is that one where you can change the angle where you're inside the car or yes, above the car you, or far away from the and, car? And in the uh, Gran Turismo 4, they introduced, you know, you can actually be inside the car. There were certain vehicles, not everyone in the game, but certain vehicles that they modeled where you could see the steering wheel and the dash and the radio. And and now moving forward in the franchise, you have all of them. To the point where I the, the first car I tried to acquire in the game was a 2016 Mustang that I used to own. And I went in and looked in the interior and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's my car. That's the exact game. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's that's the the screen that the digital gauge was on. You know, mm-hmm. it's like all this, it, it's insanely accurate. In most racing games, I prefer just to be just above the car. For some reason, I don't like being in the car. I don't either. I yeah. think it only um, it's only fun if you actually have a steering wheel peripheral yeah. device yeah. Um, to be in that view. So I, I, but I also like to see the cars because they look so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, my favorite long running franchise it's a little nerdy, but I will always buy a, a Gran Turismo game and enjoy it. Do you know Gran Turismo is missing, though? What? Turtle shells. Uh, there we are. Uh, I chose Mario Kart. Yeah. Uh, when you brought it up, I'm like, yes, because since the days of the NES back in 1992 to the Nintendo Switch, you can throw on any Mario Kart game and there will be people who will be like, yes, yes, I will play that. People enjoy it, this game. It in is any way, probably shape, and form. the ultimate anybody can play game. Yeah. And you say things like Rainbow Road, and you just see everyone go, Ugh. Now, this is a, a go-kart game. If you don't know what Mario Kart is, it's a go-kart game where you pick up various power items, and then you shoot them at each other or defend yourself. Mm-hmm. And it uh, features characters from mostly the Mario series, but you also get people from Zelda or Animal Crossing or Splatoon. Now, there are 14 games total 
of Mario Jeez. Kart. Six on home consoles, and then they have ones on handheld games as well. Is this the cheapest games. series ever, if you're winning? Cheap, yeah, this is like the most communist game series out there because the the, this is the blue shell items that yeah. you get change exactly. Yeah. If you're winning, you're only getting green shells, dude. When I get the bullet, I'm happy and sad at the same time <laughs> because you I it. know I'm in the last, but man, it's fun to get that. <laughs> Over 164 million copies in the series have been sold worldwide, and each game has brought something new and new characters. Mm-hmm. The, the Guinness Book of World Records has six records from the Mario Kart se- series, including. First console uh, console kart racing game, best-selling racing game, and longest kart racing franchise. And in fact, Guinness, World, Guinness Book of World Records ranks Super Mario Kart number one on the top 50 console games of all time, based on initial impact and lasting legacy. Yeah. Because everyone, everyone loves Mario Kart. I literally was uh, playing Mario Kart earlier today. Yeah. It's so. fantastic. Which one? Uh, Wii. <laughs> yeah. Mario Kart Wii. Yeah. No, Mario, Mario Kart, Kart Wii. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch is just amazing. It's fun. But my favorite is still Mario 64? Kart Double Dash. Double Dash Ooh. is the best on one. The game actually. It had a really fun game mechanic where you switch. You chose two drivers, and each driver had a specific item. Mm-hmm. And so you could pair them up strategically. Uh, Toad and the Red Koopa, by the way. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> Wario and Waluigi all day. Um, I was always for acceleration. The smaller vehicles in Mario Kart. Okay. I always go for the smaller one. Because you fall yeah. down so much, and you, you, know, you get blown up. Yeah. No, but uh, I, I think this is the most accessible video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that thing is my five-year-old's playing, and we're the, playing. Yeah, and so especially now, because they've, they've included literally, like, the, it'll steer for you, and yeah. it'll accelerate for you. And so the kids can still play and have fun. And my, not fall off and go backwards I, the entire time. I'm, I'm legitimately getting emotional. My almost five-year-old stepdaughter, this was now her first game she played just a couple weeks ago. She played, and she was so proud of herself. She's oh, like, I'm doing awesome. She turns out, Mom, I'm playing video games, because she just wants to be <laughs> like her big brother. And Aww. it was so dang cute. And that just goes to show this game is fun for everybody. Yep. Speaking of games that are fun for the entire family, I chose Uh-oh. God of War. Yes, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> that was first released on the PlayStation 2 in 2005, and there's been eight official games, though three of those have been on portable consoles. Now, really, I want to talk about why it's a, a great long-running series, because you have the first three, which are really just hack and slash, yeah. a lot of quick time events, yeah. and they're very specific. B- b- bombastic. Big. Yes, totally bombastic. Gory. And bombastic. So, <laughs> <really> bombastic. <laughs> so the, the lead character's name is Kratos. He's a Spartan warrior. He's sent by the Greek gods to kill Ares, the god of war. And then he realizes that he needs to kind of take on that role of the god of war. And then he ends up, through, through that trilogy, spoiler alert for God of War that ended in 2010, you have to kill every single Greek god because they've all wronged you in some way. Mm. So you're just this crazy, angry warrior but the it entire is, time. But it is like metal. You know, it's like, totally metal. It, because it's, your skin is gray because you wear the ash of the, your dead family. They, they call you the ghost of Sparta. <laughs> it's like Ooh. this, but but best glow up in video games ever. Well, and that's why this Moving is a, a long run three. series because those games... They're seen How many at, games are there? So there's eight, okay. but five official like home console Mainline. ones. Mainline. Now, we've joked about the God of War series for obvious reasons, because they're a little immature, as we know. Yeah. Right? There's some really inappropriate stuff there. They're more for boys. Yeah. Boys. <laughs> Boy. But then they decided to relaunch the series with a new story altogether in 2018, and now there's been two of those that, instead of the Greek world, they take place in the Norse kingdom. 
And so you're taking on Odin and Thor. Yeah, so it's God of War, Love and Thunder. Kind of. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kind of. And you have a son, you have a wife who's just died, and you want to go throw her ashes off the highest mountain in the Nine Realms. And it's a different kind, it's different gameplay, but the gameplay in both series is fantastic, but different enough. Yeah, the reboot God of War, but Mm -hmm. also called God God of War 4, God of War 2018. Uh, you know, it goes from we're just going to be a big bombastic video game where you just push a bunch of buttons and it literally turns into a one take cinematic experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this big one, like, like this continuous camera throughout your entire world. I mean, they literally have settings that you can go and change the camera shake right. because it's like, you know, a shaky cam in a movie. Yes. And it's it's fascinating. So, so the series has evolved with the player. Uh, if you are interested, play them from the beginning because they're all pretty great. Yeah. Those early ones are fun, and particularly the boss battles. Oh, absolutely. Now we have the best movie tie-in game. Now, let's talk about this for a minute. Movie tie-in games are like games that are released because the movie is coming out and notoriously they are bad. bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, the most famous is, is E.T., yeah. the extraterrestrial for Atari that was so bad, it literally caused an entire collapse of the video game industry and copies were buried in the New Mexico desert. Yeah. But there have to be good ones, right? But there are some good ones out there. And to me, there is none better than 2003 hack and slash video game. Lord of the Rings, The Return, Return of, of the, the King. King. My this answer is too. Amazing. That is also now my guys, answer. Whoa! <laughs> it's the best. It's by far the best. Lord, now, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. That was awesome. Because Came out of nowhere, right? It, there was a garbage video game tie-in for Fellowship of the Ring. Yes. It wasn't any, any fun. So then Electronic Arts puts out The Two Towers, and it's it, it's straight out of the movie. You know, yeah. obviously the, the, the graphics don't don't match up to it but you didn't know that at the time mm-hmm. they literally had clips from the peter jackson movies and you would play out a scene and then it would go into a battle and then then it would fade into the battle the, you know the game and you're playing right and you're in there that uh, two towers game it was single player and then they released return of the king and it was multiplayer simultaneous cooperative you know amazingness you, you could had be gandalf multi- yeah. aragorn legolas gimli frodo or sam um, and Gan- Faramir. And Faramir. Gandalf. No. Why not, would you, though? Not Boromir, though. Yeah. No. no. He had the range. I had Gandalf, you know, because mm-hmm. he could shoot his magic. And uh, But this game was the sleepover king. Absolutely. You know, you're hanging out with your buddies, and you're Told like... Did you ever play this one? No. It's a great co-op oh, game. You can play it now with your kids. So fun. It's great. It, which which platform is uh, it on? PS2. Is it available online? It might, like, might be. For PS4 or PS5? Maybe playable at some point on PS4. Yeah. But it was. it felt like playing the movie... Which is funny because I played this game before I saw the movie. <laughs> well, wow. actually, and I was a kid. This game, Young. yeah, this game did come out before the movie, and it had story elements. So Peter Jackson asked people to wait to play this game. Oh, so yeah. Zach, you broke the rules. Uh, well, like I, the book didn't exist. No, I, the movie was out. I, I wonder just if Fred was going to defeat Sauron. <laughs> Apparently, there was a Game Boy Advance version. Yeah, I, I played it where. I never did, but your playable characters, according to Wikipedia, source of all knowledge and truth, <laughs> yep. are Gandalf, Legolas, Gimli, Frodo, and Eowyn. Oh. Who wasn't in the PS2 version. Second best Eowyn, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and no Aragorn. Yeah. I remember that. Wonder why. Because he, he's off recruiting the, the army. Oh. I don't know. Because you look <laughs> in the, in the you know, PS2 version, you the going to the ghosts, yeah. that's, a, that's a dope level. Yeah, it really is. So, Joel, now tell us why you're wrong. So I'm not, I mean, I'm I'm not wrong. I will give you credit for not having played this game. Yes. So this is going to be the best one that you have played. Well, I cheated. Okay. I cheated just a little bit because I'm choosing Marvel Spider-Man in Tobey Maguire's outfit. Uh, because okay. the, short, the short version is, guys, I absolutely love Spider-Man. 
and I, I got knocked out of the category I had it in, and I'm like, sure. I want to include it we somewhere. We can also future shows. You know that, right? I know, but... We're not going to... There, gonna, yeah, <laughs> there but, are some good Spider-Man games of the Tobey Maguire movies. Spider-Man 2 is great. Spider-Man, yeah, Spider-Man 3 Spider-Man 2, even but I hadn't has played Morbius, but I remember has Lizard. Can't oh, let yeah. me borrow this game. And I was like, sure, sure, I'll play a Spider-Man game. I have no problem with that. And just the mechanics of swinging through the city and being able, the mechanics of fighting when you're sitting there using all the different combinations and, and gadgets, I was like, I feel like I'm Spider-Man and mm. I'm really enjoying this. Right. And there were obvious, you know, this did come around the time of when, you know, Spider-Man was getting a little bit of a resurgence. And right. so I considered it a very loose tie into what was happening based on the fact that you can use skins in like Iron Spider mm-hmm. and uh, which, by the way, I don't know what I don't know what kids obsession with skins is these days. Yeah. My kids will spend like half an hour figuring out what their character looks like before starting gameplay. And I'm so bored by that. I'm yeah. like, use the default. Move on. OK, so is Tobey Maguire's skin your favorite? That's the one I used most of the time. Was that okay. okay? Let's clarify what you just meant by that. <laughs> <laughs> In the game, you can use different Spider-Man outfits, and they have the classic Tobey Maguire Spider-Man did, suit. Did he put the lotion on the skin? What <laughs> is that? That is the one I primarily. That's played what you played in okay. the game most of the time. Okay, yes. I was Scarlet Spider. I I don't remember the name. Uh, it was the one. With the leather jacket and the jeans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was my main once I unlocked it. Or, and, and I did the noir skin a little bit. Oh, noir is great. Yeah. Zach was the boxers one, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no. With the bag over his head? Yeah. No, I always, I did go with the uh, Tom Holland one. Oh, a bit. that's a fine. Bit. Hey, that's a good, good suit. It looks good in the game. Mm. Kent. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was my cheat. But I think that's the thing is I'm not wrong in the sense that we all love right. that game, but it was a little bit of a shoe in. Well, it's, it is meant to tie in because you do have Avengers Tower in that game and everything. Yeah, too. it, it does the kind Tower. of tie into the MCU in a way. So it does. You can tie into Daredevil. Yeah, yes, slightly. And, There's yeah. stuff that happens in the game that like, okay, this is revolving around the same stories, but it's set Enough. on Earth 1048. I think so. Like yeah. It's a different planet, but. I felt it was appropriate here. So there you go. Honorable mention to uh, there's a Wolverine game that came out surrounding a Wolverine movie. Origins Wolverine. Surprisingly great game. So good. But even the Wolverine Origins is terrible. Yes. Yes. And yes. Yeah. Like the game was pretty brutal. It's fun to play. Kind of fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Wolverine actually translates to video games pretty well. Who Mm -hmm. thunk? Now let's do our best video game soundtrack. Starting with you, Joel. Gentlemen, I challenge you. And listener, I challenge you as well. Try not to move while listening to this. I ask you, what is a better soundtrack than a soundtrack that you create and can put whatever you want on there? This is from Beat Saber, uh, which is a virtual reality game you can get on the PS4. Uh, We play play it on the Oculus Quest. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is... (laughs) You're a dubstep guy. Yeah, Just a little bit. This is a virtual reality rhythm game. This is mm-hmm. one like, you know, like a guitar hero like that where you're trying to hit in the beats, but you're in this 3D environment, this virtual reality environment as these blocks are swinging past you and you've got to hit them with lightsabers. So you already know I'm in. I'm holding lightsabers. This shipped with uh, 10 songs, but then you can download things like Imagine Dragons, Panther Disco, Green Day, Linkin Park, BTS, Lady Gaga, Billie Eilish. If that weren't enough, they actually do have some modifications that you can do where you can put your own music on there mm-hmm. and you can create your own beat maps, Only they call them. Yes. Yeah. But it is fantastic. Can't you introduce me to this one as well? So fun. And this is one of the reasons that, one of the reasons I chose this soundtrack I'm like, not many soundtracks out there make me want to exercise. Mm-hmm. But that starts playing and I am totally in swinging your arms in different directions. Exactly. Yeah. But Beat Saber is a very, very fun game. Kids and adults can play it alike, and it's a good workout. Mm -hmm. It's fun to play, but I put it on here, Best Soundtrack, because 
there's a couple songs that I've actually put on my playlist. Oh, I get it. Even though I'm not playing Beat Saber, I still really like the music. <laughs> so Beat Saber was my choice. That's Interesting. awesome. All right, I went with a uh, random game. It's called Persona 5. Oh, what okay. is Persona 5? Persona 5 came out in... It's going to school. 2016, came out in the PS3. And it's about a new kid at school. This is a very anime-inspired game. Essentially, this becomes a high school drama and a metaphysical heist. So you recruit other students, and there are really, really horrible people in the city. And it's an, kind of plays an inception sort of thing, where during the day, you guys go to classes, you learn stuff, whatever, about the culture. And then at night or at a certain time, you and your team jump into the minds of these people that represent the seven deadly sins. And these people have these things called like, kind of like Sherlock, it's like a brain palace mm -hmm. where you go in there and you have to fight monsters in an RPG style and then eventually get to the big boss. Can yes. You, what do you say about people who like anime? They're perfect. Okay. Just want to point that out in this, in this uh, for no reason right you're, now. You're defeating the perverts in this game. <laughs> Not me because I don't like anime. But what's the soundtrack like? Oh, the soundtrack is acid jazz. And I don't like jazz music either, but there are 110 tracks here. The composer's name is uh, Shoji Meguro, and he does such an amazing job. This is the kind of music where you could put it on the background and do homework too. Okay. Because it's just all so chill. Because a lot of the game, you're just going to city and you're going to shops, and they have a different theme to everywhere you go, and it all fits perfectly. It almost puts you in like a kind of a noir uh, Japan essentially okay. and it all feels so cool so even listening to this music music independently of the game is great but yeah persona 5 has the most consistently great music okay I look it's forward nerdy to I'll, I'll look it up because it's like a great soundtrack i mean anime has good music yeah i agree mm -hmm. i agree i, I actually use it to exercise yeah i don't like it pervert <laughs> <laughs> brian so mine just hearing it takes me back to 2007 i have a little short clip to play for you guys and it just hits the nostalgia okay. so much just hearing this. Good time. There it was. Good time. Yesu Domine. Domine is requiem. If you don't sing the Halo theme in a public bathroom, have you ever lived? <laughs> Are you even a person? But then the people in the stalls will be singing along with you, and that's breaking the rules. Okay. But it's great. <laughs> I have numerous songs from specifically Halo 3, because okay, that was, you said Halo 2007. 3 was my first exposure to really first-person shooters. We'd okay. go over to my friend's house, and we'd play Call of Duty 4 mm -hmm. and Halo 3. Okay. And it's so nostalgic for me. It has a great soundtrack by Martin O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore. And the, the warthog run at the end yeah. with the the electric guitar while you're racing against the clock to get out. So not it's just the theme, but the entire score. The entire the entire score mm -hmm. for the entire game is amazing. Yeah. I was gonna say for people who don't know what Halo is, do you wanna give them a brief synopsis <laughs> yeah. of the story? Uh it's a Beyonce song. Your <laughs> You're a genetically altered super soldier in the future fighting aliens. Okay. That's a really good summary. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mine is the most hipster choice okay. on this list. Uh, more than Persona uh, 5? I don't yes. know. Mine is a 2012 game called Journey. <gasps> uh, is this soundtrack yeah. by Journey? Is this no, soundtrack by it Journey? it is not. I love Journey so much. The band? I guess them do. This, uh, uh, just a quick synopsis, a robed figure in a desolate world undertakes a journey toward a distant glowing mountain. And this is, a, it's a really bizarre kind of indie game. And it's all about 
the atmosphere. You're you're walking through again this desolate world, and, and making best friends, and making friends with people, and your scarf gets long. And no, but the the whole Joel, uh, this game may be three dollars if you want to play it today. I'm looking at it. it looks you like, can. Looks interesting. And here is my recommendation. I'm googling I, everything you guys are saying. I recommend yeah, everybody play this game. Yes, like everybody. What is this on? Is this just PC? I've played it on PlayStation. I've mentioned this before, but sure. I started playing this one at about 11 o'clock at night once. And it's only about a three-hour game. Maybe if tops. That, maybe two. You can get it done in, in probably an hour, but yeah. pro- just set aside... What I say it's, is set aside movie time. It's probably yes. about two hours. And I played it until I beat it because I made a friend along the way and we beat the game together. Literally made me cry. Yes, it Aww. is. It, it's a game that... So the first time I ever played it, mm-hmm. I played it kind of in the middle of the night. Yeah, same. And yeah. Again, I found like... like a buddy. And then I one time I played it in a more. <gasps> were you my buddy? Maybe. <laughs> and then I played it in a more populous time. Yeah. And there are like more people. In yeah, this there game. are. And I made more buddies. Oh, so there are like uh, real online so people out there. You can't talk to them. You just push a button. It goes burr, 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 like a Nintendo game almost. Or like yeah. You know stuff like that. But you just know someone's there and they're playing along with you. Yes. And you're going on no this, communication. This journey together. And it's it's one in a series of games made by uh, this this particular developer who makes just really flower kill. Yes, you guys are literally saying that the journey is the friends you made along the way. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, and and the you walk up the. I, you get I'm going to get into it. it. Nope, stop! Stop! Ooh. But the one of the most beautiful things of this game, in addition to the very you know simple but beautiful art style, is the music. Um, it's heavy on the the cello, which I always appreciate. Um, it was composed by Austin Wintry, who also worked with the sound designer and programming team to make sure that the music would dynamically tie into the actions of the player. Um, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild does this really well mm-hmm. as well, where you're not just listening to the soundtrack as you play. It will will loop in a certain way and, and wait until you get to a certain moment and then the song will advance and you just feel like... Like Kingdom Hearts when the villain song keeps playing over, over and over and over and over, and over, over, and over, and over again. You had to bring dance, that up. Fire dance, fire oh. dance. But they, so you you feel like you're watching a movie that's being scored for you. You know mm-hmm. that you nobody's ever done this but you, and it's but the music still perfectly fits what you're doing. It honestly is something you can just listen to right now. Maybe you know on the drive home, Joel, just pull it up. You can listen to the entire score in an hour. Okay, and it's good homework music. Or maybe it's I'll good play rel- it. It's good relaxing. It does, sound, it does sound intriguing. Yeah. Maybe watch a, maybe don't watch a trailer or anything. Maybe okay. just play it. Like I'll jump just in. trust us. It's good and jump in and have a good time. Mental note. But but block off enough time that you can play through the entire thing. This isn't in one th- this is best done in one. Okay. Sitting. Surprised no one picked Skyrim. Yeah, that was uh, one of those good music. Was, that was one of the ones that I think overshadowed, like not overshadowed, but like superseded the game. Uh-huh. I've never played yeah. the game, but the soundtrack is really it's pretty good. Great. I was gonna pick it, but I took an arrow to the knee. So. <laughs> <laughs> now we have the best villain. If you were to Google best video game villain, you, you, yeah. there's only one choice, and it's Sephiroth. You're going to pick Sephiroth. From Final Fantasy I knew VII. you'd pick Sephiroth. Who? I mean, it's Sephiroth. He's the, he's the uh, effeminate-looking, uh, silver-haired... He's, uh, an he's, the, he's, he's an unlockable boss. Yes. He's a Kingdom Hearts. He's a Kingdom Hearts. He's got the long, narrow sword. Didn't he make you cry once? We don't need to bring that up. <laughs> Why is this show the show where I cry a whole bunch? <laughs> I don't even know. But yeah, he's got the long sword, and he, he is... video games more uh, than people. 
I like how we talk about sad movies and I'm all bald over here. And now we're talking about video games and both Ken and Zach have gotten emotional. <laughs> so Sephiroth is so good. Oh, by the way, the game is Final Fantasy VII. I've talked about this on previous PlayStation shows. Him? Yeah, a little bit, right? And this was released on the PlayStation 1997. Do you guys want me to go over the synopsis at all? Please. Okay. So there's the main character. He's blonde, spiky hair. He's got a big, thick sword. It's a weird synopsis so far. Yeah. <laughs> but his name is Cloud. He joins forces with many others to save the planet, which is threatened by a corporation and his nemesis, Sephiroth, and discovers a reason to fight for a cause of than his own so yeah Sephiroth has his own theme song called One Winged Angel which is just incredible which I'll be playing right behind where I'm talking right now and this is a character that did fight for the good guys at once he saw himself as a very specialized warrior and then he realized he's just a product of subhuman experimentation spoiler alert a little bit and he just lost it and decided hey if I'm that I'm gonna just destroy the world and I don't care just by the look by the score and by the very awful things he does, immediately makes him probably a villain to beat. Sure. Of all video game history. In a game that I wondered if you would put best game, worst graphics. Almost did. But, but it, it, it had to be best villain more yeah, than anything. For sure. Yes. But the graphics are horrible. Is this, uh, this has been re-released on more modern consoles? Is it yeah, they playing? did the remaster. And then the villain angle changes a little bit because the story changes a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's that's the full blown remake. Yes, because right? there is the re like they you can play you can, kind of slightly updated graphics for this game, and you should. Yeah, so uh, it's like uh, the Nintendo Switch, for example. Mm -hmm. You can play Final Fantasy VII on the Switch, but you can play Final Fantasy VII remake. Yes, re remake PS Five. Yes, that's the one. It's confusing. I know. Should I? Should I play it? Absolutely, okay. you should. Okay. All right, Brian. What do you have for the best villain? So this is a game that almost made the best soundtrack for me, Go and. On. It is Far Cry 5. Okay. And the villain is Joseph Seed. Uh -huh. Five, and not three? I didn't. Three is the big one. I replayed it, and I didn't find Voss to be that great of a villain. He's only in Hot half take. of the game. What is um, Far Cry about? Each game is different, and so Far Cry 5 specifically is the first one not to be set in a fictional country, I believe. I, don't, I haven't played the earlier ones. I played 3, 4, 5, and 6, and New Dawn, which we don't talk about. 5 is set in... Hope County in Montana, so a fictional county in Montana where a cult has taken over everything, and you go in to arrest Joseph Seed, the leader of this cult, and that everything just kind of kicks off from there, and this, they end up taking over the whole county, and you have to fight back. You have to fight. He has siblings, John, Jacob, and Faith. Not Jingleheimer Schmidt, though. <laughs> right. I um, finished it in my head, though. This is, this is a first-person shooter, then? Yes, okay. it is. And But Joseph is the main villain and he really doesn't do a lot through the game but mm -hmm. what he does is he has influenced these people to be evil and the worst part is i'm going to spoil far cry 5 uh oh so five six seven eight whatever you're going to spoil five six seven and eight <laughs> <laughs> the only good ending for far cry 5 is to leave at the beginning of the game yeah what? what you can leave at the beginning of the game not arrest him and just leave and the game's over after about 20 minutes what it's trippy and you, then what happens? You can is it, end is it like you can end four. The you same go way. home. Yeah, you just go home and like the that's game's the over. Good ending. You it doesn't go home. It doesn't end well for mm. you, no matter what. But at the end of the game, it's like a horror game. You can choose to leave him alone again, but it doesn't end well, and you still end up dying. Should I play this? Or game? yes, absolutely. Okay. The the real ending, I guess, because New Dawn piggybacks off of this ending. You find out that by fighting against Joseph Seed, you're just fulfilling his prophecies. Uh, and then uh, at the end, nukes go off, and you end up getting to a bunker, 
and the only people that survive are you and Jacob and your or Joseph and you're locked in this bunker with him and that's the end of the game. Ooh, yay. Right. <laughs> and so you find out I don't want to be locked in a bunker been with right. Jacob. He has been right the entire <laughs> the entire game and yeah. you have been I mean they've been doing bad things, but you've been the villain to him and to his prophecies the entire wow. game. That's a fun twist. Yeah. You know who I hate? I'll read my synopsis. Actually, I can't hate him. But you'll see. A new group of adventurers arrives on the frontier planet Pandora. They are assassinated by Handsome Jack, the most powerful merc on the planet. One of them survives with the help of a deranged talking robot and seeks loot and revenge. This is Borderlands 2. Oh, Handsome Jack. He's amazing. Is he, I hate him, but I, but but I love him. But he's so charismatic. I love him, and he's so cool. And I, I just want to be shot in the face by him. <laughs> it's just, well, it's, okay. there's something about it's him. It's a though. complicated relationship. He is well-spoken. He's intelligent, but he's that classic villain. One step um, ahead of you all he's, the time. Yes. He's, he's what just is, plain evil. He's a kick the puppy evil. What is Borderlands about and what is what platform is it on? Borderlands uh, is multi-platform. Uh, Borderlands specifically to like, I, there's multiple games in the franchise. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care for Borderlands 1, but I really like Borderlands 2. First-person shooter. It's a first-person looter shooter. So you're going around this world, and you're you know getting stuff, and you're upgrading your guns, and um, it has a lot of RPG elements. You know, you can play um, different characters that, that have different play styles. But overall, it's a first-person shooter, and it's I think it's notable for both it's it's kind of they call it the looter shooter gameplay mm-hmm. but also for its kind of cell shaded graphic style and that's really helped it age extremely well uh, because the once again it's not like trying to be the peak of graphical quality it's trying to have a cool art style yeah. and anytime a game does that it ages better and so uh, it, it these are fun irreverent not always family friendly games uh, but they they have a, a certain style to them that's really fun and I think Handsome Jack really contributes to that because he is just this over-the-top, larger-than-life character that you, you you have a really good time with, and then you actually end up playing with in the Tales of the Borderlands, which was like a story follow-up to the events of Borderlands 2, uh, made by Telltale Games, and they do a lot of the, these like kind of story-based games. Walking Dead games. and whatnot, yeah. Well, yeah, Walking mm-hmm. Dead, Wolf Among Us, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, But yeah, he's just, he's, he's a crazy villain that is really it's a great pick he's actually pretty cool yeah there you go what do you think joel you guys all mentioned pretty you know villainous villains but to me the worst villain is someone who promises you cake and then doesn't give you cake oh (laughs) yeah because i chose glados from portal if you know the portal series is it's available originally on the on the xbox 360 and the playstation 3 i played it mostly on the pc uh, it's a first-person puzzle, puzzle platform. So it centers around a woman forced to undergo a series of tests within the Aperture Science and Enrichment Center where a malicious artificial intelligence named GLaDOS controls the facility. So you have this gun, the portal gun, that opens like a wormhole. So you can put one on one side of the room and one on the other side of the room and just walk through it. But the whole point of the game is all you got to do is get from point A to point B. And when you first start out, there's this nice little robot voice like, Hi, how's it going? You know, Here to help you figure out how to do this little test. Let me mm-hmm. help you. But as the game goes on, you start to realize more and more that GLaDOS is trying to kill you <laughs> and that GLaDOS hates you and hates you in every way, shape or form. Now, it'd be one thing to have just an evil computer, but the way they wrote GLaDOS is so well done because she is hilarious and evil. And it's just fun. Every time she talks, you know, sometimes you tune out the, like the background voices. Yeah. When she talks, I stop and listen because oh, I'm for like, sure. well, what's she going to say? I, I did talk about her a little bit before on episode 174, Robot Roll Call, and I gave some quotes. I want to give a couple more now, a couple quotes that she does. So, for example, she says, 
Despite your violent behavior, the only thing you've managed to break so far is my heart. <laughs> or, I'm afraid you're about to become the immediate past president of the Being Alive Club. <laughs> <laughs> and then you destroy something at one point, you, a cube that she that eh, is destroying kind of her, but she says, you know what that did? It made shoes for orphans. Nice job breaking it, hero. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, one thing she says that cracks me up every time, here come the test results. You're a horrible person. That's what it says, a horrible person. We weren't even testing for that. <laughs> and she's as the best. she's the best and she's the worst. And so when she spoiler, when she appears again in portal mm-hmm. two, it really is fun to be like, Oh, here we go again because she full on wants to kill you and hates everything about you. But you love her because of it, of how, how just nasty You don't want to be is. shot in the face by her. No, no, no. She's, she's like the She'll Lucille Bluth yeah, okay. of, of, port, of video <laughs> games where it's like, man, she's horrible, but highly entertaining. So yes, GLaDOS from Portal. Now let's talk about your favorite first person shooter. Pew, pew, pew. You already said so, Halo 3. I did. So mm-hmm. I've got to go with the gamer bro answer with Call of Duty. Oh, uh, Brian, what's I have wrong with Call of Duty? So much. Multiplayer? Yes. Which, which, multiplayer is toxic. <laughs> yeah, it's totally toxic. Which one is your favorite? I'm doing series in okay. general. Uh, World at War Great was ones. the first one I played, mm-hmm. or the first one I owned. first one I played was the original Modern Warfare. Okay. It was before World at War. So Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare? Yeah, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. It's confusing. Warfare. It really is. Because now they've rebooted it, and they it's just had Call of Modern, Duty, Warfare Modern Warfare 2019, Warfare. and now they're on Modern Warfare 2. I was uh, hoping someone would bring up Call of Duty because it is like one of those first person shooters. No, it's the big one. Yeah. It's Everyone plays the it. The highest selling game out there. I've played every single one since almost every single one. I didn't play Black Ops 4. Okay. But I've played at least the campaign of every single one since Call of Duty 4. And the campaigns are what? About an hour each? Two hours each? Oh, about six to eight hours. Really? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know they put that much work into it. Yeah, they're about you six know, to eight hours. It's war, it's, Kent. <laughs> it's actually sad. They put a good amount of work into the campaigns, and, and they're very good. Okay. And they're Nobody a lot them. of fun. They're really well produced. They're like they're little movies. They even legitimately get actors in them. Mm-hmm. Ken Harrington's been in them. Kevin Spacey was in one. It, it, That's the only way I played, honestly. I don't do the online stuff. It's, it, it's underrated how good campaigns are but i've been having a good time with it Haley even plays it with me a little bit okay and then it's got the zombies mode which is zombies is fun awesome but that's those are typically only in trailer so so there are three studios that make them there is infinity ward which started it all mm-hmm. and they now make with the, thanos yeah <laughs> they all make the modern warfare mm-hmm. they made ghosts they made infinite infinite warfare infinite warfare which w- the campaign was amazing yeah. it got so much hate it was one of the most disliked videos on youtube the trailer for it but the game was actually one of the best. Wasn't that the trailer? This There's a meta there. But wasn't mm-hmm. that the one that came out right after Battlefield 1? Yes. Which is the greatest video game trailer of all time. Yes. This one came out right mm-hmm. after. Nope. 100%. It's debatable. Dead nope. Island called. Dead Island. Well, your, your uh, shooter is popular. It's well-liked. It's considered to be a very good game. The one I picked is kind of not that, but I love it anyway. It's Star Wars Battlefront, but the one from 2015. This is it's a great game. This is when EA, Electronic Arts, took over um, the Star Wars game license. And there there was Battlefront back in the day. And mm-hmm. I can't remember when it was released. And, you know, around it was the Xbox time, PS2 era. Yeah, era, era. yeah, it was around the time, uh, you know, just after the, the prequel movies had come out. Mm-hmm. And these were extremely popular. There were these fun shooters where, you know, you've got ah, you a bunch of people on your team, a bunch of people on your team. You can do deathmatch stuff. You can do some objective-based stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they were really popular games that I've never played. Well, then Electronic Arts comes in and says, we are going to give you an original trilogy experience. It's going to be very cinematic, but you're going to be able to be 
a soldier within these battles that you've seen from the movies. The team that developed it's called Dice. They make the Battlefield games. And so it's like, oh, you're making basically a Star Wars Battlefield game? Cool. And it was met with a lot of disappointment, but it is genuinely one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. The sound design is top-notch. You genuinely feel like you are in Star Wars. And I sunk hundreds of hours into <laughs> this game. It is, to date, the only game I have ever played online where at, I knew at any point I could compete with anybody. Oh, nice. I was, I was consistently top third of leaderboards mm -hmm. in games. I was oftentimes at the top. I had my games that I was good at, my modes that I was good at, and I loved it, and I played it all the time. Then they made Battlefront 2, and it was really controversial on launch, so I didn't buy it, and I like never jumped on the train in time. And so even though Battlefront 2 is a better game, I've never really played much of it, Okay, and I kind of missed it. But so, it's a Star Wars first-person shooter? Star Wars yeah. first-person shooter. How did I not play this? I, I, would, I would highly recommend you play. There's a, a, a pretty interesting uh, campaign for Battlefront 2 that I believe is considered canon at this point. Worth playing. Hmm. It's, it would be a few hours. You, you know, you bounce PS4? around. Um, PS4 would be available. Yeah. Okay. You should do it. Joel. All right, gentlemen. Slappers out. Oh, geez. Because, <laughs> of course, I had to pick. Because this wasn't like best first person shooter. This was favorite. Yeah. And so I chose one that kind of got me really into the genre, which was GoldenEye 007. So good. Best game with the worst graphics. Yeah. I, that, yeah. It almost made that yeah, one. Because the graphics thing look that, terrible. First it's on Xbox now. It is? It is it's on, on Xbox, Xbox and it's on Game Pass. And Switch oh. Online. So this was on the N64. It came out in 97, just in between GoldenEye and Tomorrow Never Dies. This is one of the best-selling Nintendo 64 games of all time, only beat out by Super Mario 64 and Super Mario Kart 64. Mm. So this is kind of like the non-Mario game to rule them all. And everyone kind of had kind of a, you know, not a lot of excitement for it when it was coming out because they're like, this isn't going to yeah, work. it's a licensed game. Yeah, yeah. So this is one of those movie tie-ins where sure. it's like, no, this is going to be crap. And the graphics weren't great. But at the time, we just didn't care because this was so much fun. It changed the first-person shooter industry. It did. Yeah. It, you know, this was it originally was supposed to be the side-scrolling game, but then they decided to do this whole 3D shooter inspired by Doom and Virtua Cop and those types of games. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where it was like, yeah, you can play the, the, the campaign. Sure, you can play the story, but play with friends, and it's a whole amazing experience. This is that yeah. sleepover type game, which we talked sure. about on episode 337, the schoolyard pick of video game parties. Mm -hmm. And when I saw a favorite first-person shooter, I went, it has to be. Goldeneye 007. What a great pick. Yep. Never plays Jaws. Always odd job. Because he's shorter. He's harder to yeah. hit. Odd job is harder to hit. Yeah. And Jaws is taller, so it's easier to hit. Yeah, indeed. I'd like to apologize to Halo because none of us have mentioned Halo in this one, and I put so many hours into Halo. Not officially. Yeah, not officially. But that almost made my this, cut. This is, I guess, this is brought to you by Halo. It's brought to you by Halo. <laughs> it, it is such this an amazing we, we don't, he, show. He picked right. Halo, right. Halo Three. For, yeah, for the soundtrack. Oh, there we go. But I'm yeah. choosing one that I feel has a great campaign. In fact, the campaign's probably better than multiplayer, but also has co-op, and it's Borderlands 2. This is the oh, best. There you go. My favorite first-person shooter. I gotta play it. I, I didn't even mention it. This is a co-op game because I, I don't have friends. But this is the <laughs> co-op is the way to play this. I'll be your friend. So the point of this game, like Zach said, this is a looter shooter. There are 18 million different variations of weapons available, and it's of all el different element type or strength level. And it's just ridiculous how much there is in this game. And the boss battles are really unique. Like Zach said, the color palette is awesome. The landscapes are really fun to play in. It's just always busy. And so it's so much fun. Uh, we've already kind of talked about it to death. There are some 
real uh, kooky characters yeah. that you can well, and, talk to and, that's and the thing, play there, with. You, there are four character types you get to play as, and one's like an assassin, or one's the brute, or one it has magic. Who and you, so it changes as? your game style. It's a little bit like Diablo, but a first-person shooter. Who do you play? Oh, I am the sniper always. I'm Lilith. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lilith is great. Yeah, submachine yeah. guns. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, I love this game. Uh, I didn't like Borderlands 3. I haven't really liked anything else the series has done, but Borderlands 2 is amazing. Now, what is the video game that made you emotional? Can't I, I think it's all of them for you. Yeah, it's all of them for me, but you start us on okay, this fine, one. I'll start it. Mine, gentlemen, is the dumbest one here, guaranteed. <laughs> well, it's the first mm. one, so I don't know. Mine is the dumbest one here because uh, it's from a 2002 platforming game. Platformers are, you know, where you jump around and generally, you know, you collect stuff. And yeah. It's not particularly mm-hmm. deep. There's never really a good story. And there's not a good story in this one at all. But it's Super Mario Sunshine. What? Came out for the GameCube. And, uh... Is it knowing it, that you're the only one that ever played this game? It's it's a, emotional. It's a Mario game. Okay? There's nothing special about it. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's it's a really good one. You it's clean fun. up sludge, right? You, yeah. You're, so you're, you're going on vacation. They actually attempt a story in this one, which is bizarre for the Mario franchise. So you, you're going on vacation, and there is somebody who looks like you who's causing a sort of, all sorts of ruckus on the island, and uh, you are sentenced to clean up all of this goop. And you get a buddy. His name is Flood, and he is a little robot that helps you through the game. And there is a certain point, and spoilers for he's Super little, Mario little, Sunshine from I'm 2002. Like a little duck, he looks like almost. Yeah, he's on your back, and he can he can, he can be like a little little rocket. Oh, he is a back. He can hover. He can, and mostly he has a nozzle that you can shoot. And near the end of the game, um, flood flood dies. What? And Excuse I, me. No lie, I cried. There is a scene. You don't. It's it doesn't matter. Just go look it up. Go go look up the scene where flood. He, he he dies. Spoilers, it comes back. But I, I'm again. I'm a I'm a I'm a teen. I'm, I'm a young watching teen. it. Literally watching it right now. And I, I'm playing this stupid platformer game that I've sunk tons of hours into. And I'm reading old school game facts guides yeah, on love it. Uh, you know, text guides on mm-hmm. how how to find all the different shine sprites in there. Aww. And he dies. And I genuinely started crying. Could be late because it was late at night. It could have been because I'd been playing it for too long. But I got so sad, guys. My buddy, my man who'd been with me, he'd helped me hover all through Isle Delfino. And he was dead. <laughs> and I was sad. I can't. I can't. Don't go. Go. Why'd go. you get a southern accent at the end there? <laughs> when he gets sad, he becomes southern. I got too emotional. Queen's grits. <laughs> now, emotional can I need grits. <laughs> Emotional can mean a variety of oh, things. Oh, absolutely. We've it talked can, about fear in the, in the last we have. show. We've talked example. about fear at a previous show. We've talked mm-hmm. about sadness, of course. But what about pure red visioned rage? Mm. Full blown rage. Okay. When those stupid button mashers on Super Smash Bros. Oh, start knocking you off over and over again, and you can't even get your footing. Yeah. This game, which, by the way, Super Smash Brothers, uh, the whole point of it is you're on these platforms, and then you just you hit each other. But instead of like having a life bar, you increase their damage, and when they get really, really weak, you can knock them off. And then they have to kind of jump back on and start again, and then it awards whoever knocked whoever, whoever knocked whomever off the most. It's full of Nintendo characters uh, from Super Mario, Donkey Kong, Legend of Zelda, Metroid, Yoshi, Kirby, Star Fox, Pokemon. You also have people from like Street Fighter and Final Fantasy and uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. I did mention Final Fantasy. Kent, please don't Thank start you. crying. Thank you. Um, uh, the original Smash Brothers only had 12 playable characters, 
and then each game they've gotten more and more and more. But this is a button mashing game. The, the controls are very simplified. You don't have to do a lot of combinations. You just have to hit buttons. So like you get some kids on there and they just start hitting buttons and you keep getting killed yep. and you can't... I don't want to say there's no skill involved with this game, but it drives me nuts when we see all these do these Super Smash Brothers parties where people just kind of the whole time and there's no skill. There's, there's no right. point. And you, there's no it's way to win. Meta night. And you're like, oh, you're having fun? Good, because I'm not. So this has broken up a lot of uh, uh, friendships <laughs> temporarily. <laughs> Remind me not to play with you. But Super Smash Brothers uh, makes me get emotional. I'm crying. I just watched the clip. Don't do it. Mario, was, Mario, I, was, was I, I of, of assistance? assistance? <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, my gosh. That's so sad. I was so sad. <laughs> Flood, I love you, Flood. Go ahead, Ken. I don't know if mine can compete with yours now. I'm actually crying. <laughs> mine is from a game from 2018. It's on the PS4, Xbox One, and Windows. It's Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, good choice. This game was huge, apparently. It's like the, the biggest thing ever that wasn't Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto V <laughs> is the biggest selling game of all time. And this one, uh, it made $725 million in its first weekend. It's GTA with horses. Yeah, this one sold 53 million copies. And the story follows the exploits of Arthur Morgan, an outlaw member of the Vanderlyn gang. Oh no, he's getting southern. Who must deal with oh, the de- de- Oh, I got to I got to get sad. Right. Uh, with the decline of the Wild West whilst attempting to survive against government forces, rival gangs and other adversaries. Was that sad or stupid? Stupid. I couldn't tell you. Start- I, I, I got sad but then I I focused on reading. <laughs> we, we don't we're not literate in this time. She's a good girl. Uh, this is a game, another pandemic game that I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's time to spend 120 hours yep. in this world. And this game could win probably every category here. This is one that Blake from Blake's Barbershop recommended to me, and I kind of blame him for a lot because I I, I got emotional. Throughout this game, basically, you have a, a camp set up with just a bunch of people you travel with because you're kind of you're nomads trying to find safety because there's other there's other bandits and there's a lot of people who are against you, government forces, whatever. And so you travel with these people. Blake said, hey, every time you get a chance to go back to camp, talk to everyone else in the camp because they have stories to tell you or they'll send you on missions or whatever, and you get to know them. And I'm so mad that I did that because yeah. bad things happen to people in yeah. camp. Bad things happen to you. Bad things happen throughout this game because it's the Wild West. There are diseases. You're a bad guy to, to begin with. There is a redemption arc in this game, and it is so incredibly stunning. I don't want to spoil this one, but just know that things are bad. <laughs> All the way. You do have to say goodbye to your beloved because in this game you meet someone that is you're basically your betrothed, and you have to say goodbye. And you're like, don't do that. And it's weird, though, because um, many of the things in this game you're choosing to do, it's a little more nuanced than choosing to be good or bad, but you're choosing what actions to take, and they will affect the ending of the game. Even though there's a definitive ending for the character of the game, the game kind of keeps going and leads to more tragedies. And it's just purposely heartbreaking, and I want to play it again. I'll just spoil this. You can choose to keep a horse the entire game. It's shot in the end. Oh. And if you say a long goodbye... I don't know if I sold the emotions enough. Did he get, uh, did he get uh, drowned in the swamps of sadness? <laughs> you turn him into glue. What? <laughs> no, you don't. Anyways. Brian? Okay, mine is from 2012. Uh, was already mentioned a little bit in passing, but it is Telltale's Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this is the first season, the end of the first season. There are four seasons. I have only played the first three. Each season has five episodes, and the episodes are... It's a point-and-click game, and depending on how good you are at puzzles, it's about two, three hours, maybe, mm-hmm. an episode. A good movie. 
per episode, I actually restarted this because I'm ready to be heard again. <laughs> and I'm on episode four right now. But to a spoiler for the end of season one, because this game follows Clementine the entire way. And she is an eight-year-old girl at the time that the Walking Dead zombie virus happens. Mm-hmm. And this follows the comics. So there are characters that you might recognize from the show, but they are the comic version. That is way better than the show, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> basically, first game in the right. series, you're this character named Lee, and you're basically Mandalorian, and you're yeah. escorting Clementine, right. who is the child. And at the end of the fourth episode, you get bit, and Clementine's missing. And so the entire fifth episode, you were finding Clementine to save her before you turn. Oh, man. And you end up locked in a building with her. She doesn't understand that you're bit, and you have to t- have her... I'm getting goosebumps just talking about that. That's why we have so this. Have yes, this okay. Nine-year-old girl handcuff you to a radiator, and you have to say your goodbyes to her, and ultimately you choose whether she just leaves you and lets you turn or kills you so you don't turn, shoots you in the head. And <laughs> Can I look at the, each other? Because we already agreed that right. as soon as he gets bit, I'm shooting him in the head. Right. <laughs> no, let me turn. Nope. I want to see what it's like. Nope. Um, the scene, it is gut-wrenching the entire series is gut-wrenching like mm-hmm. i'm already was just talking to Haley yesterday when i finished episode three which episode three you lose a lot of members of the group right and it, it's very depressing game but fun fact not so fun fact but if you have clementine shoot you you can hear lee's last breath right after she shoots and that is actually the voice actor crying in the booth Aww. and they use the sound uh. as his last <laughs> breath and wow it's just and your choices in this matter. Every choice you make, whether who you're siding with, people will remember, and you have to choose between people, and it can have lasting effects for seasons, whether you save one person over another. And I think I remember really, watching a Let's Play for this one. Mm-hmm. It's and just the scene, the end scene with Lee's death, where he's having to explain to Clementine everything, because she's just this nine-year-old girl, and mm-hmm. obviously she's been through a lot also, but it's heartbreaking. Now we have the world you wouldn't want to live in. You don't want to be there. Joel? I am Calypso, and I thank you for playing Twisted Wait, Metal. Are you serious? I don't want to live in that world. Wait, are you a driver or are you a person? I don't want to live in this world. <laughs> I don't want to be you either. You can make a wish. They never go well. So wait, if you're a normal person, you're just fleeing the cars about to hit you. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, that's that's kind of my point. Uh-huh. So this is on the PlayStation, originally PlayStation 1. We have talked about it actually before on episode 153, PS1, I love you. Uh, But I'm kind of doing the whole franchise here because these games, they're all this big demolition derby where it's like this worldwide demolition derby where these cars are all souped up and have machine guns and bombs and and, and mines. And the last person alive is a winner and they get to go to Calypso, the the leader of this tournament, and ask for a wish. And the wish will be granted. But then this is a whole be careful what you wish for thing because it never turns out well. It's monkey's paw. Yeah, it totally is. But the point I wanted to make is if you're in one of the cars, you are at you know at death's door every step of the way. People mm-hmm. are shooting at you, and they're they're trying to kill you. You're getting blown up. You're falling off the the stupid skyscraper over and over again. <laughs> but then, if you don't live there, if you're having just a nice day in Paris, and all of a sudden the Eiffel Tower blows up and falls down on top of the city, that's not going to be good for you either. <laughs> this is like a post. This isn't post-apocalyptic. This is apocalyptic. It is. You're in the middle of this. Mm-hmm. I don't. Wa- I love the games. Yeah. Very very fun. But I do not want to live in the world of Twisted Metal. (laughs) So good. All right, I chose Silent Hill. This was first released on the PlayStation 1999, but on most consoles, except for like the latest generation, this is a horror anthology series set in a fictional American town shrouded in fog and regret. So the thing about Silent Hill is there's two versions, right? There's a town where everything's creepy, 
There's sometimes there's creatures. You don't know where you are. And really, it's uh, it's a, it's a story. It's like psychotherapy at all mm-hmm. times, right? Because the monsters are really the demons in your head, or the regrets, or PTSD. It's always this very personal story. And that's but the friends you made along the way. Yeah, the, mm, <laughs> yeah, the personal demons haunting you along the way. And the problem with living in this town is either you're the main character and you're dealing with your own turmoil, and that's really the thing, and you're being stalked by mistakes you've made in the past, or if you're someone else in the town, if you're an NPC, you're a figment of, of maybe someone else's imagination or you're there to haunt them. And so it's just bad either way. But here's the thing. They have schools. So that's nice. The school system. Can but I, there's... I have something to tell you. Yeah. We don't exist. Wait, what? Mizak and Brian <laughs> don't exist. <laughs> oh. This oh, no. podcast has never gone to air. It's the sirens. You record them and then you put them on your hard drive and that's all that It's happens. Pyramid Head. <laughs> Thank you, Joel. Thank you for clearing that up. You're welcome, uh, you. <laughs> but they do have schools, but there's little demons with knives running around. There's hospitals, but they're filled with demented, faceless nurses. There's amusement parks, but there's giant, bloody rabbit men strewn about. Uh, everything about Silent Hill is bad. So no thank you. Brian? The, the world that I don't want to live in, I could have gone with a horror horror game also, right. but I chose one. This was the first game that Haley and I ever played when we first started dating because we lived an hour apart and we'd go home and play online and it is Sea of Thieves. Oh, okay. Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Sea of Thieves. What's this on? It's on Xbox. Game Game Pass. It is a pirate game where... It's made by Rare, who did Goldeneye. Okay. (laughs) Just giving context for Joel. Thank you. (laughs) And you can be on a crew... Why why wouldn't you want to live here? Because it is all small islands. You're on the sea all the time. The players are very toxic, more so than Call of Duty. Really? Okay. The players are very toxic. So there is chat allowed in this game. Yes. And they will come and just sink you and repeatedly chase you down and just to sink you and sink you and not even take your stuff and just sink you repeatedly. And they're people that have played the game forever, so they're really good at it. of course. There's also the other stuff when you're out, even being on just an island or out at sea, there's ghost ships, there's ghosts, skeletons, merfolk, megalodons, krakens. Lots of stuff I don't want to do. Hate that, yeah. As well as just regular sharks every time you're in the water for more than two they're, minutes. They're bad enough. Sharks will swarm you. Hmm. I'm, I'm good. It's not <laughs> something I want to deal with. <laughs> also, you have to row the ships if you're a crew person, right? Oh, like, Yeah, you have to keep up with the wind and their wind directionals, and you have to use your compass to navigate, and you have to turn the sails accurately and raise them to stop and lower oh, them. I hate and this. Manually raise and lower anchor. Manual labor? Blech. Yeah. Zach, what about you? I watch a lot of this game. It's oftentimes streaming in the barbershop. It looks cool. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to play it. It's not for me. Not play it. This is live there, Zach. I wouldn't want to live there. It's not for me. But I also wouldn't want to live in the world of the game I selected. Uh, this is a game from 2007. It's called Bioshock. In Ooh. 1960, a lone survivor of a plane crash named Jack discovers an abandoned underwater utopia, only to find out that the mystery behind its creation is much more sinister than he first believed. It seems like paradise at first. It's a utopia. It's, yeah. You know, this was Rapture is the name of the place. And it it's, should be great until it isn't. There's this uh, mysterious compound what would you call it i don't know yeah the underwater solution called laboratory well well, there's this stuff called atom and it has turned people into crazies and it's a it's this underwater you know what's the art deco style Mm -hmm. world yeah that's full of crazy super powered druggies basically and it is terrifying and on, a big daddy every on once in a while. On top of that, right? mm-hmm. you have these big daddies, these giant mechs 
that um, the big drill on their arm, huge drill on their arm that are designed to protect and defend, and they are very they are very scary. But this is a very moody game, protecting defending little sisters. Little yeah, little little, little sisters. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's a very moody game, but it, it's a you're in the first person perspective, and you too can tap into some of this. Well, you know what makes this world weird, um, and then it, it's got an interesting story with a, a great twist. That's pretty lame for your character, but uh, it's still it's it's good story wise, and it's just a, it's it's a sweet game. Yeah, it really is. It's a real crappy world. Oh, I would definitely. hate to be there so much. Yeah, yeah and yeah. you're underwater, so it's all claustrophobic right. and everything. Ugh. But but yet at the same time, it is creepily beautiful. Yes, we'll say. great pick. Now for our final category, it seems like a good one to end on your favorite overall game. We'll start with you, Kent. Metal Gear Solid Three, Snake Eater. Really, Snake. Yeah. <laughs> This one's tough because yeah. I love the original, but yeah. I mentioned it so many times on the PlayStation show. So I wanted to kind of carry it into the future. Sure. And for and a reason. The, because All the way to the PS2. Yeah. All the way to 2004's <laughs> PS2. Into the future and Woo. beyond. And the reason, uh, they're actually remaking this game yeah. pretty soon. And the reason why this game is maybe the best one to start with is because it's literally, even though it's a sequel, it's the beginning of the story. Yeah. This goes back into the 60s, they 1964. They struggle to count as well, Joel. No, oh, yeah. They're they're all over the place. In fact, they were renaming the new one Metal Gear Solid Delta. Just mm. like, don't worry about numbers. It's fine. And so this one, you're actually playing the original villain of the old NES games. And you are still a, a snake, right? Because they're they're clones well, they're, okay. in this world. We should clarify. Yes. They're not physical snakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People are listening to this and they just think that there's a there's, snake with a bandana on right there, now. There's a soldier a named game. Solid yeah. Snake. And in this game... It's his father clone type, and his name is Naked Snake. I could try to explain what this kind further. Of game is this, <laughs> oh, they don't even. The reason there. they the call him Naked Snake is games. because you're in basically the jungles of Vietnam, and you're shirtless the entire game. This is a stealth-based game. You don't want to be found, so you're uh, either swimming or you're crawling through the grass. Or hiding in and, a box? Uh, yes, hiding in a box. You're wearing an alligator skin or uh, Tobey Maguire skin. And you're trying <laughs> not to be seen by anyone. The boss battles here in this game are the best in the entire series. There is a villain. I'm just going to spoil it right now. Not even the final villain of the game, but he's a sniper. And he's the best there is. His name is The End. Ugh. He will get you no matter what, and you can't see where he is. Sure, you can look. It, by the way, it's a third-person game and mostly isometric, so top-down. But you can like look in like uh, on a hill and see where someone shoots from, and he may may miss you, and you're like, oh, I think it's from over there, and you try to crawl to go get him, but he'll usually spot you. So you just have to be really good at this game, or because these oh. games are so cle- so clever, so good, you can just wait. So you can like save your game and just kind of wait three actual days and leave your game on rest mode. If you wait three days, the guy is so old, he's like 97, he'll die in the <laughs> game. So the sniper, you can beat him. By outweighting him. And it's insane. And that's wow. how clever these games are. This, and this comes from a series that knew what was on your memory card and would make fun of you for it, right? Mm-hmm. It would make you switch controllers just for strategy. They're mm-hmm. very fourth wall breaking. But this is the one to begin with. And I, it makes total sense that this is the one they're remaking first because it's very accessible. Granted, there are so many cutscenes in these games, uh, probably a good seven, eight hours in this game alone. Wow. So you have to make sure you have the time. But the gameplay is finessed did you ever, based on previous Did you games. ever try the crocodile hat thing? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You like put on a crocodile hat and uh, he won't shoot you. Yeah. The, the sniper guy won't mm-hmm. shoot you. It, you. You sneak past him. Yeah. Sneak, sneak. <laughs> Anyways, Metal Gear Solid 3. Okay. Mine. Your favorite overall. Released in 2010 
is Fallout New Vegas. Ah, really? New Vegas. Vegas. New Vegas. This is made by Obsidian. So Fallout is owned by Bethesda, who made Skyrim. And after purchasing the rights to Fallout, Bethesda made Fallout 3. And it was a success. And so Bethesda said, hey, Obsidian, make another game. You've got one year. And so they made Fallout New Vegas. And it was buggy because they were rushed so much. Right. It's notoriously buggy. Well, that's but Bethesda. What is the Always. overall story of Fallout? It is set in the future, but the world has never progressed past the 50s and the, the nuclear threat mm-hmm. from communism and all that. Mm-hmm. And so there's robots, but it's very 50s. There's not colored television. There's The music is all 50s music. And then there's a nuclear war. Everyone is decimated. And then the games are set 200 years after that. So there are vaults, which were actually just experiments that the government was doing on people. Like, you'd come live in this vault and they'd leach radiation to see how you handled it. But New Vegas, you are just a courier and you are shot in the head by Matthew Perry. (laughs) Benny, voiced by Matthew Perry. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was going to say, really? (laughs) And so the first half of the game is you just hunting down, finding who shot you in the head. Mm -hmm. Because you got rescued, obviously, and saved and then you end up in this massive war between factions. There are four different endings you can have, but it's a large role-playing game. It's it's just my favorite. I've got so many hours in this. There's a DLC where you actually go to Zion and you meet Joshua Graham, who's one of the best video game characters ever. And at the end of it, you get his armor, and I love it because he's got a Salt Lake City Police Department vest as <laughs> yeah. his armor. And it's very comedic, but it's dark in a lot of ways also. Mm-hmm. And the tone is great, and it's got great music also. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Am I last? Favorite? No, nope. Joel's last. Okay. All right. My favorite game. I Okay. Uh, cards on the table. It's Portal 2. But you've already talked about it. Sure. And I just want to talk about one more game. Um, So I flip-flop between these two games. It really depends on my mood. Whether my favorite game is Portal 2 or, this is kind of a weird choice, but Batman Arkham City. There we go. Nobody has talked about a Batman Arkham game today. They are so good. (laughs) They ain't over yet. (laughs) But there we go. Joe picked Arkham Asylum. Nice. Um, Most people like Arkham Asylum more because it is a claustrophobic, you know, horror movie. Mm-hmm. I love Arkham City. I think it expounds upon what an amazing uh, game uh, 2009's Arkham Asylum does. Superhero games were never that great. No. But this broke the mold um, and it became the this hotly anticipated game. It's tons of hype and it lived up to it. I, I appreciate a little bit more of the open world aspects of Arkham City. Uh, the various kind of B and C tier uh, storylines yeah. that oh, you put so into it that, yeah. are, that are nice. You're just yeah. you, it was like Joker's cool, but what else you got? And this game's got a bunch of that other yeah. random stuff that makes you pig. Yeah, hush. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, hush. Yeah, the hush storyline is amazing, and this is so cliche. But this is a game that makes you feel like Batman. True, but it really true. does. You feel Very so cool. True. The gadgets are great. The combat is so fluid. Uh, the graphics are amazing. And uh, this is a game that I have replayed a couple of times. Um, and I, it, it's kind of like you know, every few years you need to rewatch the Star Wars trilogy. Like every few years, I'm going to replay this game because it is just so dang fun. Yeah. I love Batman: Arkham City. It's my favorite game. That or Portal 2. Joel? <laughs> so for my favorite overall game, there's there's a bunch to pick from, but I was trying to think of the ones that really kind of invigorated my love for gaming again. Mm-hmm. And the, I'm just going to read the description of the game as I have it written here. Okay. I'm Batman. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So I, I chose, I actually did say just the Arkham series because you could drop me in any of the middle of the games and even with the frustrating Batmobile gameplay yeah. of uh, Arkham Knight. And that, I, which I, 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 it's a bummer. That that's what it's boiled down to because there's so much. There's good so much in goodness Arkham in it. I agree. Uh, but I will focus a little more on Arkham Sound, which I, which I did already talk about in our horror game video episode right. 323. It really is like this is the game where I went, I'm Batman. I, I'm Batman. And like <laughs> I was so enveloped in the game. I was jumping when you're we supposed to jump and I was like trying to figure everything out. There are so many Easter eggs in here, as Zach oh, mentioned. Yeah. Like in addition to the, the, the cool uh, BNC villains. Just little Easter eggs where you walk by a window, you look in, and there's like a little, you know, Mad Hatter hat or something like that, and you're just like, what? Well, there was a wonderful Easter egg that was found years later in Arkham Asylum where you can find the warden's office, and he has the plans for Arkham City on the wall. Oh, does he? And nobody found it until after Arkham City had come out. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was there the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) And like you said, the Arkham Asylum, like that is the one I, I like the most, but Arkham City is like right on its heels. Because I like the expanded world of being able yeah. to go all around. Yeah, I was going to say even Arkham Knight has has some beneficial things there. <laughs> it's funny. It's literally one of the most beautiful <laughs> games I've ever made, and it is so awesome. The the ratchets up the storylines. It just has a bunch of Batmobile stuff. Listen, so it's, it's the, the Dark Knight Rises. It, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it really is. It's just yeah. not as good. But like they have the four main installments, and then they have some you know, smaller titles as well. But they had a virtual reality game too, mm-hmm. where you got it wasn't even like really playable. You're kind of just sitting there watching right. everything happen. But I was but just like, you get this it put on the cape so and cowl. Cool. Well, and you get Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill doing oh, the voices. Yeah. So this almost made my tie-in thing as well, where I was like, oh, it's totally tied into that verse. But it's kind of its mm-hmm. own thing as well. Um, once again, uh, Arkham Asylum has uh, sold more than 9.4 million copies and, hel- and held the Guinness Book World Record for most critically acclaimed superhero game ever, but was replaced by Arkham City in 2011. There you go. And so, and this is one where you can be, you know, more stealthy and try, or you can just jump in the middle of everyone and just start punching. It's so much fun for for a fan of Batman, the comics, seeing everything in there. Truly, it really was a dream come true. And this is the game that I, I just like Zach said. I'll pick it up and play it every couple years. Like, let's do the Batman again. I think Arkham creeped so Spider-Man could swing, yes. essentially. Yeah, there's a lot there, of the same would, elements, the battle there, elements and everything. For else. sure, yeah, it would not same. be Spider-Man PS4 without Batman Arkham. Right. I actually consider it essentially a spiritual sequel, even yeah, though no, they're not you know, the same deal. Yeah. But uh, uh, great choice, Joel. Yeah, no, great choice, Zach. Give me oh. that a pro, oh, too. Okay. Yeah, such way. good taste. Great choice, yeah. Brian. Oh Best friend for the show. <laughs> great, great choice. Thanks. But there you go. There are our choices for uh, modern gaming, is what we're going to call this, I oh, guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let us know your choices if you've played any of these games and, and agree with us, or if you have games we didn't even talk about. I'm like Halo. Sometimes it happens. Right. You, you brought it up, but like I feel like people are going to get after us about that. Let us know on Facebook. Let us know on Instagram. Let us know on Twitter. We want to hear from you. So, Brian, before we go, uh, anyone you'd like to give a shout-out to or anything you'd like to plug here at the end? I still do my Instagram that I plugged last time, Madsen Bricks. It's a Lego Instagram. Yeah. So not really connected to this at all. But <laughs> Lego's very cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> and a shout-out to my wife who was here patiently waiting. She's the best. Thanks, Haley. <laughs> Speaking of people who are the best, let's uh, give some love to some patrons, including the I Am The Listener tier, which includes Taylor Sanderson, Stern Madam Hicks, Scott Sprague, Ryan and Marley, Rocky and Steph, Lady Terry A. Finley, Juice the Cooler King Swallow, Jennifer Kilkowski, Dave Kelly, Casey Cummings, Briggs is Hot, Angela Plotz, Andrew's Doing a Big Jump, and Adam and Rachel Crump. And then we have the Bacon Council, which includes the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen, everyone's favorite Ross, Star Wars expert Kyler, our favorite couple, the Madsons, oh, yeah, yeah. Nicole D. Kale, Johnny English the Brick, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Glow Clint Daniel, Debbie Foster, and Beaker! Thanks, patrons. Thank you, patrons. You are the handsome to our Jack. 
I like that. Yeah. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Kenny3DD. You can read my movie reviews at ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at TumblingMustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Please like that Facebook page and visit at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. While you're doing that, visit tpublic.com slash bacon sale where you can get yourself some merch. Just so you know, listener, there's only one person in this room not wearing a bacon sale shirt, and it's Kent. Oh, sorry. Come on, man. Point it's taken. Tpublic.com. Because we're all figments of his imagination. What? <laughs> and then if you like what's going on here and you want to support us further, visit patreon.com slash bacon sale where you can get all sorts of fun perks, including the sometimes, all the time, when they're out of time, mm-hmm. bacon bits. What's going on there? Patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, look, guys, I know that I don't game as much as you guys do, but was I of assistance? (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm confused. Why are there letters? Pull back the curtain. I wouldn't say blind spots, but maybe uh, glaucoma spots. <laughs> so, Zach, what does it feel like to sell out? And if you're in any of Jake's college classes, welcome. Let's just do the thing we do. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> doing that thing we do. Start with Joel and Kevin and you. Doing that thing you do. That was ugly. Mom's kidding. Why'd you jump into the goblin fire? Link is disavowed. I'd like to be a little bit powerful. You can go indie or you can go old. Your little space prince wearing green. Yes, Sam. Am. But what, what is this game about? Flipendo. Oh, there's Hagrid's face again. <laughs> He's giving me into your nightmares now. This, this is like the most communist game series out there. Because, dude, when I get the bullet, I'm happy and sad at the same time. <laughs> Bombastic. So, your skin is gray because you wear the ash of the, your dead family. The, the, so is Tobey Maguire's skin your favorite? So you already know I'm in. I'm holding lightsabers. If you don't sing the Halo theme in a public bathroom, have you ever lived? <laughs> and it's so symbolic. Stop. Stop. Ooh. I hate him, but I, but but I love he's him. He's so charismatic. I love him, and he's so cool, and I, I just want to be shot in the face by him. My buddy, my man who'd been with me, he'd helped me hover all through Isle Delfino, and he was dead, <laughs> and I was sad. I don't like it. I'm ready to be hurt again. <laughs> That's for you, Kent. Joel shorted out. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a he's like an angry cat. It's uh, like he's tasting Altoids.